Father, we receive illumination by your spirit. We ask that you change us. Jesus alone glorified for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Peter, please, I'll need you in 10 minutes because I am amen. Look at them. Look at them. Oh, ye of little faith. Glory to God. Somebody say, ordered steps. Somebody shout with me, ordered steps. And hear me, I don't believe that we are just compiling nice teachings. I believe what God is doing is that he's sending his word and that your life is proof that the word was sent. And I pray for someone as we cross over into the second half of the year, that your own testimony will be one of divine coincidences. That it is true that you heard the voice of God's spirit and you were ordered in your way. I pray that will be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 10. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 10 has been our anchor text. What a time we've been having all through the series. How many of you were blessed last week Sunday? Walking in the light. What a powerful word. Powerful word. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 10. Hear my son and receive my sayings and the years of your life will be many. Verse 11, I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in the right path. Somebody say right paths. It says when you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. How, how possible will that be? It says take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Don't switch lanes. God has revealed the way to you. God has given you a blueprint. Don't switch paths. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Somebody say pass on. So when the enemy offers you another route, what do you do? You pass on. Not for me. That's not for me. Thank you. Thank you. That's not for me. Oh, oh, oh. You've been waiting and trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Oh, I, I know a way. What do you do? You pass on. Oh, you're yeah, a single lady. There's a biological clock. Hear me. Every biological clock submits to a divine clock. Did you hear me? So you are not running on anybody's, anybody's time. Of what use is it to have biological clock married to a demon? Amen. Somebody say, pass on, pass on. Well, I know this guy has like 10 apartment buildings. He's nice, he's single, he's tall, dark. He's just not like really, really like God-fearing, but he's... My sister, what do you do? Pass on. pass on, pass on, pass on. Verse 16, it says they don't sleep. They told you of the apartments. They didn't tell you of the devils. They don't sleep unless they have done evil. And their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. It says they eat the bread of wickedness. That's their meal, three square meal. Drink the wine of violence. Verse 18, can we read verse 18 together, church? One to go. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Glory to Jesus. Verse 19 and 20 I read. It says the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. It says my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. And cause us to receive all that he has in store for us. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
I was on a trip once. I was driving from a remote area. I think I was leaving Niagara, driving for a meeting in North York. Now, for those who are joining us from, from outside of Canada or Ontario, and you can't relate with that distance. I believe wherever you are joining us from, there are areas that have poor network reception. And depending on the network provider that you use, amen? You know, there are some of you, even if you're on, in, in Mars or Saturn, you know, your, your network works there. But at that time, I was speaking of, amen? PD's network could not work anywhere. If you've been in such a situation and you need the maps to get to where you are going, there is a certain strategy that you use. You, you find a place. Somebody say a place. Where the network is good, you enter your destination and you are going to hope, hope that that map behaves itself even when it says no GPS and it says no network. And it's, but, but you know that it's at least when we were at a place, knew the way there and hopefully it will get me safely to where I need to go. Um, but I don't know what's up with these phones these days. You know, sometimes every, I don't know, are, are there like software developers who do maps in the room? Can you help us? Because it's like it's now programmed into these maps. Like maybe every five minutes, this is observation, or every ten minutes, like just rescan in case there is a better route. So he does that. So here you are thinking that, well, phone, behave yourself. There's network here. There's no network on the way. And then you're just going, and you just see the thing spinning, look, searching for better routes. I'm like, who sent you to look for better routes? Now you're in the middle of nowhere, and there is no network. Then you now start looking for filling station and looking for Wi-Fi that is not lost. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, um, the reason why I believe the Lord has sent the word to us is because we've laid the bricks in part one, part two, and part three. Part four is the word for when you're at a place that there is no network reception. That's, that's the, the, the word for this morning. And the title of today's conversation is this is the will of God. This is the will of God. Many of us will get to crossroads in our lives when we don't know what to do. And we don't know where to go. We don't even know who to turn to. They tell you pray, you pray. They tell you fast, you fast. They tell you try tears, you try tears. They tell you roll, you roll. You are, you are, you are literally ready and willing to do any other thing. Today's message is for you. This is the will of God. When you get to the dark tunnel and they tell you there's light at the end of it, you're like, sincerely, where is the end of it? Because it doesn't look like the end is near anytime soon. Today's word is for you. Somebody say, this is the will of God. I'm going to keep it simple. There are two things that the Lord has sent me to tell us this morning. And we're going to wrap up the month of June with excitement. Even as we prepare for Let God Arise and the Champions Festival of Praise. First Thessalonians chapter 5, I read verse 18. This is the will of God. First, Thessal First Thessalonians. Hmm. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Are you there? Is it on your screen? We're going to read together from verse 18 in the New King James. I will read from the Passion Translation. It says, in everything. You know, if you've listened to Pastor Matthew read this verse, there's something he will always say. He'll say, in everything, not for everything. In everything. 
in everything. In, inside it. In everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Peter, I want to know the will of God. Peter, I need to discern the will of God. Well, this, this is a landmark. This is a, this, is a, this is a network tower. That in everything, give thanks. Somebody say, give thanks. Let's go to the Passion Translation. I know you've probably heard on Thanksgiving, but please, I want to encourage you, open your heart to receive what the Lord has for us this morning. It says, and in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. It says, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Wow. God's perfect plan. But I've been searching to know his will. This is God's perfect plan. I've been trying to know his position. This is God's perfect plan. That in everything, give thanks. Give thanks. That is the will of God. Ah, pastor. You have no idea what I'm going through. Guess what? You have no idea what I'm going through. You know, it's just easy to see men of God, women of God, post pictures and to shout on Sundays and to hold powerful meetings. And sometimes the testimony the people return with is the exact thing you are trusting God for. And that's just God reminding you I'm here. <laughs> My goodness. I remember, a, I see, I remember a time when, can I share this testimony? Do you want to hear it? Will you report me to my people? <laughs> Only guys, you see people get that inside joke, all right? Amen. Amen. There was a time, this was a while back, things were extremely tough, extremely tough. And we, we had a car that was available for us to use, even though it was not our own car. But our own car was parked. Then we're living near the, the train station. So we, had, we were able to park it there. And from time to time, I was just going to move the car so that, you know, when you don't use something, you know what happens, right? So I just moved the car from point A to point B. But life got busy and I just left the car for months. So when the time came that the car with us, it was time for that car to go to its original owner. It was a nice car. Some of you remember the nice car I'm talking about. And we had to go back to our own car. That was a something. Let's just say it was a means of transportation. Amen? And then in preparation to, to go back to that, I knew I had to service the tires and do an oil change. It had been months. And things were extremely hard and things were extremely tough. So I got a towing company. I said, you're going to help me tow this to this mechanic shop because the tires were flat. You guys know what happens to a car that is just parked. And so the tow guys got it to the mechanic shop and they did the tires, did everything. And I told them, please don't forget to do an oil change. And the guy came to me and said, you don't need an oil change. And I said, this car has been parked for months. It needs an oil change. The guy said, well, if you want an oil change, we'll be glad to charge you for an oil change. But your car does not need an oil change. Okay. So I said, okay, I'm coming. So I went to the place and I said, this car has been parked for months. It needs an oil change. And the guy said, well, let me show you two things. So he took me to my own car, opens the engine, shows me the oil. The oil is as clean as new oil can be. And then takes me to the driver's seat. You know where they stick, they stick the mileage and the next date? You know what I'm talking about? The oil of the car was changed a few weeks before that date. Did you hear me? 
car that was parked with flat tires in a train station. When I saw it, I had shivers from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I ran home, I told my wife. I said, what on earth is this? And I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit say, an angel changed it. So I said, God, if angel can change oil, God, there are other things, please. <laughs> please, there are other things that, please, please, God, let me just send some things. Please, change these ones too. But that was God's way of reminding us, I am still with you. I am still, somebody said, this is the will of God. In everything, give thanks. It might not come the way you want, but we always remind you, I am with you. Somebody say, give thanks. The secret to giving thanks is something I've called in my notes here. Have giant monuments, giant memorials of thanksgiving. You have to build it yourself. I cannot build it for you. And if you don't build it one day, the enemy will convince you that God has not been good to you. And you will buy that lie. It was, it was during the pandemic that we, we switched to um, having people send in their testimonies to testify at KICCCanada.ca. And I'm telling you, this is me being transparent. There are times in my life as a young minister where I've gone to God and and almost like, God, what are you even doing? Why did you even call us? What, what, what's going on? And sometimes, I will just go to the testimonies and I'm on page one. I'm not talking of, I'm talking of testimonies. Do you, do you understand what I mean by an email list? testimonies, page one, page two, page three, page four. And I'll hear God say, what do you mean by what am I doing? Look at the lives being changed. Look at the destinies being transformed. And everybody did not even send their testimony. So if all the testimonies sent are these ones and God does not do anything again, hear me, he has been good. He has been good. So how do you build your giant's memorial? Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 1 to verse 5. Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 1 to verse 5. This is something you are going to have to do. If you are married, do it with your spouse. If you are single, do it and trust God when you meet your spouse. You have that monument together. And as God does more giant, giant, giant miracles, you build them into your giant monument. Hear me? Because the day is coming. Where you say, God, where are you? God, where have you been? I have served you faithfully. Deuteronomy chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 5. Deuteronomy chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 5. This is the man of God Moses recounting to the generation that was about to enter. Really the children of those who had left Egypt. It says, we turned and went up the road to Bashan and Og, king of Bashan. Now, I, 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 I don't know if you're a Bible scholar or if you're a Bible student, but when you hear God bragging about his goodness to Israel, you'll hear how the Red Sea was parted. It will always bring it up. You'll see it in Psalms, you'll see it everywhere. You see it in Isaiah, you see it in Jeremiah, you see it in Ezekiel, that I brought your ancestors out of Egypt. I took them through the Red Sea. That was big deal. It was big. Did you hear me? It was big deal. The other big deal you will hear, even if you don't know who these guys are, is that you defeated Og, king of Bashan. Even though you don't know who Og is. Neither do you know where Bashan is. But it was big deal. And I will show you why it was big deal. Remember, they had not entered into the promised land yet. This was Moses speaking, right? Joshua was the commander-in-chief for projects entering. Right? 
Right. Verse 2. And the Lord said to me, do not fear him. For I have delivered him and all his people and his land into your hands. And you shall do to him as you did to Sion, king of the Amorites, who dwelt in Eshbon. This is the exhibit three for the giant's monument. Exhibit one was I parted the Red Sea. Do you know, guys, have you, have you been to, to, to a pool? A pool. Part of the things I did in clinical practice was I was a, a what did they call? I was a CC doctor. So the, the medical director where I had worked with had a contract with certain ship owners that when pirates attacked crews and some of them will be attacked with injuries, you know, I was the doctor that will go to the sea to go and assess them. Some will be well, some will check their blood pressure. Some will say, I'm traumatized, I'm traumatized. You know, I, I still see the pirates in my dreams. You know, you do what doctors do, amen? I remember one of my first trips, I was, it was with excitement. I told my mom, oh, mom, I'm traveling to the sea. We're going to go on a boat. You know, it sounded fun, guys. And we were going. I thought it was a five-minute boat ride. This is not like chilling, like Instagramming, you know, jet ski. My, my goodness. We, it was ocean. Do you know ocean? Where you are like this. I, I started thanking God for my life. Thanking God for my... I said, God, in your hands... And then we were going, going, 30 minutes, one hour on sea. You know when you travel, you look to your left, water. You look to your right, water. And the guys who were taking us said, um, they said, Doc, Doc, take this. And they brought out gin. They said, people who are traveling on sea for the first time, they throw up. Few minutes after they said, it was like a self-prophecy. The nurse with us. She's like, and they said, Doc, take. I said, I don't take alcohol. <laughs> they laughed. They said, you are going to need it very soon. I said, they don't know who I carry. They have no idea. Me. Need alcohol for, for seasickness. Is that what it's called? Say, yeah, you are joking. And we went. We were, I timed it. Almost one hour, 45 minutes on sea. Our boat, when we now got to our destination, it was a big vessel. Our boat looked small. So they said, we are going to the vessel. My own question was, oh, Nice. Maybe there's like going to be like a chopper, like, you know, an helicopter, you know, that would. Then I now saw the big ship release something into the ocean. Then they said the sea has ebbs and flows that you would time it. When it ebbs, then you jump. <laughs> I started singing, all I love, calling your name. It looked like the end had come. One of the scariest moments was when the, the lady who was with us, the nurse, she missed her step. And she was, and everybody rushed. Of course, there are people who could swim. But I know, depending on people who could swim, this was not river, this was ocean. Because you read scriptures and you just, you know, the Israelites were there. The Red Sea was before them. It, it, for many of you, it looks like pond. You know, a pond was before them. You know, like fear. Pharaoh and his chariots were coming with vendetta. People whose firstborns had just died. Riding on horses and saying that they are, they are trapped. Their God has, has helped us to trap them. They, they can't go forward. They can't go back. Running and Moses cried and God said, why are you crying to me? Look forward. There's something you and stretch it. So God always reminded them, just in case I don't do any other thing again, I parted this Red Sea. 
There are many of you under the sound of my voice. There are things that were at that time impossible. And God came through. But you did not build it into a monument. That's why the devil is convincing you now that your God is not faithful. Even though he has been good to you. You have to find a way to memorialize it and build it into a monument. Please give me verse 11. Give me verse 11. Give me verse 11 of Deuteronomy chapter 3. It says King Og of Bashan was the last survivor of the giant. So God knew that they were going to meet giants in the land. So before Moses did the handover, Moses had to show them that this God has a history of defeating giants. His bed was made of iron. Then they didn't have a concept of, of bed for modern humans where you sleep here and you roll. The bed was designed to be your size. So this was really a description of the dimensions of a, of a person. 13 feet long. It didn't say tall. <laughs> Do you know people like that that they are long? They are not tall. 13 feet long, 6 feet wide. That's the person God is telling you, I have given to you. So you can see why they needed constant reminders. I parted the Red Sea. Og, king of Bashan. Sion, king of the Amorites. This God is faithful. Help me tap to your neighbor. Say, this God is faithful. Say, this God is faithful. The psalmist in Psalm 135, I'll read from verse 8 to verse 11. The psalmist also drilling in this consciousness. He says, he destroyed the firstborn of Egypt, both man and beast. He sent signs and wonders into the midst of you, O Egypt, upon Pharaoh and all his servants. He defeated many nations and he slew mighty kings. These were not just random guys. Sion, these names will show up again. King of the Amorites, Og, King of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. There was that constant, constant reminder that the God who has done big, great things before, he can do them again. Let me tap your neighbor say, he can do them again. This is the will of God. Give thanks. In that situation, give thanks. As humans, we forget. We forget. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. Bless the Lord. See, you have to help yourself to remember. You are a creature that forgets. You have to, you have to find a way. Write it down. Post, post it. Post it there. How many of you here have had near-death experiences before? Like you were literally looking at death in the eyes. Remember a few years ago, I traveled with my mom many years ago to visit the then general overseer of the Four Square Church. A while she had gone to the GO's office, I sat and I remembered that one of our family friends who was a pastor, one of the senior ministers there, was also there. So I went to greet him and I went there and I saw him. And I, you know, as a good, well brought up child, I greeted him. And he said, oh, Daya, how are you? Wow, so good to see you. I just did some, you know, chit-chat. Then I sat down. And I know, you know when you know someone is looking at you? Do you know when you know someone is looking at you? I was seated there waiting for my mom to be done. And he was looking at me. And he kept on looking at me. Sometimes he will smile. He kept on looking at me. Looking at me. I was getting uncomfortable. So I turned and the eyes now jammed. And he said, thank God for your life. So I looked at him. He said, maybe you were five or you were six. He said, you were a little boy. During the service, you were in the children's church. And you had an emergency. He says, your parents were busy in the church. 
doing God's work. He said when some, one of the children's teachers came, it was the assistant pastor that ran there. He said he picked me, saw the stage I was, rushed me in his own car and drove to the hospital. He said I slept in the hospital that night. It was the next day that we went home. My parents later came. He said, I'm just happy to see what God is doing with you today. Imagine me. Imagine the same me. Maybe the next day I was even about to even wake up and start complaining. I said, God, come on, come on, headache. You can't take it away. And God is saying, hey, see the person that they wanted to kill in church. What kind of testimony would it have been that the pastor's child died on Sunday during service while pastor was preaching? Guys, God is good. Did you hear me? Don't buy that lie that God has not been good to you. It is a big lie. But you have to erect this monument yourself. You have to build it yourself. 1 Samuel chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34 to verse 37. It's going to be the essence, the strength of your confidence. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and I rescued the sheep from its mouth, verse 35. It says, when he turned on me, I seized it by the air, struck it, and I killed it. Verse 36, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Hey. Saul said, hey. He says, go. <laughs> the Lord be with you. Has the Lord rescued you from the lion? Has he rescued you from the bear? Then that Philistine is nothing before him. Stop glorifying it. An old song. It says, how do you treat God? Don't tell, don't, 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 don't tell God how big your problem is. Face that thing. Tell it how big your God is. Tell it its real size. Who are you, great mountain? You shall now be moved. So guys, it's time to go and build your monument. Have at least three things. Have your own Red Sea moment. Have your own org of passion. There are many of you in this room, once upon a time, you were refreshing your email one million times. Uh -huh. I've come for them now. And when you just see IRC, you say, sweet that, sweet that, sweet that. But the same you now, you are trusting God and you are saying, Darlene, when will God, when will God? And God is saying, wow, wow, wow. This is the will of God. Somebody say give thanks. Somebody say give thanks. Give thanks. With a grateful heart. Give thanks. To the Holy One. Give thanks. Because it's given. Jesus Christ. Son, give thanks to the great I am. Give thanks to the holy. Give thanks, give thanks because it's given. Jesus, Jesus, Christ. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the will of God. And now, and now, let the weak say, My God is faithful, He's still dependable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am rich because of what the Lord has done. And remember when the Lord said to us as a ministry that the glory of the Lord will be revealed through us and all eyes will see it we ran with it, we sang it and the Lord says I'm bringing my words to pass it is happening it is happening already and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed all eyes shall see it and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. All flesh shall see it. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. My life will show it. All eyes will see it. All eyes, all eyes shall see it. Yeah, Canada will hear. All eyes shall see it. All eyes shall see it. Yeah, yeah. My life will show it. My life will show it. My life will show it. That Jesus is still the great physician. He's still doing wonders. Yeah. Show it. My life will 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 show it. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Yeah. First Thessalonians chapter 4 I read verse 3 and verse 4 as we bring this morning's service to a close number 1 in everything give thanks this is the will of God number 2 as we wrap up First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 and verse 4 for this is the will of God your sanctification that you should abstain from sexual immorality. Verse 4. That each of you should know how 
So he's saying that there is a knowledge set. Anyone who is going to win the war, I call it a war, and this is our deliberation at the Royal Service for July. There is a generation at war. You hear me? I'm not those who, 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 who peddle fear and, and say that the future is bleak. Um, the world our parents grew up in is not the world we are growing up in. And the world our children will grow up in is not this world. And please do not buy the fear that your children have heard. God has never been stranded in any generation. Did you hear me? So let's stop acting like God is about to be shocked. He's not. In and with every sea. For instance, me, I know. I know the things I've seen in my visions of what God will do in my children. I, I wished I could live in their time. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? So don't, don't join those who are looking for the old-time religion. You know, eh, God is doing something in this present day. He's using you and he's using me. He's raising us. And he's going to use our children. But part of the sophistication that this generation needs is how to win this war against sexual immorality. It's so pervasive. Back in the days, for you to indulge, there were multiple barriers. Then, then pornography was called blue film. Anybody knows the time I'm talking about? When it was called blue film. And it was almost as though if you make contact with it, hellfire straight. Then the, 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 it, it was VHS. VHS, video cassettes. And then we graduated to CDs. Cracked CDs. Today, today there is a generation that neither needs VHS nor CDs. All they need is an internet connection. And if you are not going to look for it, it is going to look for you. And when you don't want to see it, it is, it, it is seeing you already. And he says that this is the will of God, even your sanctification. Because there are many of God's children who will not enter into what God has in store for them. And let me tell you, that's really what the enemy is scared of. Remember once when the Spirit of God told me. He said, part of the things I want to lavish in the end times is the gift of prophecy. Prophecy works with eyes. Spiritual eyes. You see and you say. You see and you say. You see and you say. The enemy thinks he's sharp. He says, if this is the generation God wants to make seers, let me make them to start seeing something else. So the vision of the average person today is being invaded, pumped with the filing images. And the Lord says that you cannot see me and see morality. The two don't coexist. So many people are, they have prophetic grace hanging over their eyes over their destinies waiting for them to break free from that chain of of pornography and lust and immorality and hear me this is not something about young people only it's not even a problem for singles only some people pick up these habits as singles thinking that when they marry marriage does not cure addictions <laughs> but jesus is in the room i said master jesus is in the room hear me your sanctification is the will of god there are some things you say i don't do that we don't watch that. I'm not clicking that. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15 to verse 20. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take members of Christ 
and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Verse 16, do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? And this does not necessarily mean physical involvement. It also means digital involvement. Guys, can you hear me? I've, some people left the WhatsApp group. Some people left the church already. They said, Peter, we like the way you started. This, this way you want to end now. Seriously? Ser yes, yeah, seriously. This is the will of God. Your sanctification. It might not be popular in our churches anymore. But it does not change the fact that this is the will of God. Your sanctification. My sanctification. It says the two become one flesh. There is a joining. There is a mingling there. It says whoever is united with the Lord is with him. Is one with him in spirit. And he says to them in verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality don't logicalize it don't debate it run and as I tell young people it didn't say run from sexual intercourse it says run from sexual immorality so everything somebody say everything everything that is defiling in nature oh but we didn't really pity we didn't really like do the like we didn't like go like we didn't like really like go all the way he didn't go all the way, but he started the journey. Where, where did you think the way was leading to? To heaven. Follow, follow. This is not, this thing is not by shouting. There is a grace that needs to be released. It breaks my heart when I see greatness crumble. Greatness crumble at this altar of immorality. Greatness, like greats, and there's only one person smiling. But I pray for you that the glory of the Lord will be revealed through your life. I said, I pray for you that the glory of the Lord will be revealed through your life, and nothing will hinder it in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever calculations that the enemy has calculated, that give her time. I, I know where to and, and hear me. This is not even a masculine thing only, men, women. But there's deliverance in the room this morning. I said there's deliverance in the room this morning. We trust God that as you step into the second half of the year, your steps are divinely ordered. Your steps are divinely ordered. Every plan of the enemy concerning you and your family is truncated. Every plan to steal your joy and to convince you that God has not been good to you, it is dead on arrival. In the name of Jesus. And I pray one more prayer for you. Please stand up on your feet. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 6. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 6 as I pray for you today. He says it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. Please give it to us in the good news and in the passion translation. He says it is right and just for God to trouble your troublers. Is anybody ready for trouble to locate your troublers? He says God will do what is right. He will bring suffering on those who make you suffer. Well, that means that your suffering has come to an end. I say your troubles have come to an end. Your troubles have come to an end. For those who are unrepentant sponsors of trouble and suffering, that trouble, that suffering becomes their portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just raise your hands to heaven and say, Father, I am grateful. You've been there for me. I'm sorry I've forgotten. But I've come back. 
with a fresh consciousness that you're a good God. With a fresh consciousness that you're a good God. With a fresh consciousness that you're a good God. I'm going to bring up Apostle Ernest. But before he comes up to release a blessing, if there's anyone in the room or watching online, you've not made a decision for Jesus. You're hearing this sermon. And I'm saying, Pastor, I'm the one you're talking about. I feel so filthy. I feel so like I don't even feel like I should be in a church building. I've done bad things. I've seen bad things. I've been involved in terrible things. Hey, hear me. The love of Jesus is for you. There is nothing bad, terrible that you have done that he's not aware of. And he has sent me to tell you, I love you, my son. I love you, my daughter. And I have better for you. There is no way there. There is no way in the path of rebellion. There is no way there. I have better for you. Oh, but I've done things I can't even say, Pastor. He says, my blood can make you clean. Let's turn a new leaf today. If you are here, under the sound of my voice watching, or in the room, I want us to say this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. I believe you are alive today. And I ask that you come live in me. I ask that you live through me. And I receive the grace to live for you. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I will serve you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Please help me jam your hands together and celebrate our new brothers and our new sisters. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.